Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. We took a week off. You know what? Steph and I needed to recoup a little bit. Biden had to choose his vice president. You know, there was a lot, of, a lot of decisions that needed to be made. I'm just kidding. I don't know. We didn't get that many emails last week, so it's just like, you know what? I think people don't need help this week. They're, they're probably either not dating or they're probably okay in their dating lives for a week. Right. So, right. But, uh, how's the weather out in Florida today? It was cooler today. It was a little overcast, so it was only like 95 with the heat factor. So we're doing pretty good. That's not too bad. No, I actually went outside and did some yard stuff this morning. Nice. Like at 8 in the morning, because that's when you have to go out and do stuff. Ah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm usually an early riser, so I usually am doing things pretty early in the day. So, um, but yeah, the weather out here is pretty nice. It's not too hot. It's like, you know, around like, uh, probably around like 18 degrees right now celsius oh nice yeah it's pretty good so when does it cool off there uh it usually cools off around like six or seven or so usually it stays cool until like around noon and then it usually picks up Mm. in the afternoon and then evening it starts to die off a little bit so but if our listeners are not familiar with this we always talk about the weather before we (laughs) yeah case is your first time yeah we do We, we we do more than talk about the weather um but yeah, I've been keeping my window blinds closed so I don't uh, let in too much uh, heat. It actually works pretty well, but oh. of course, my whole place just seems so dark now. It just seems like a oh. dungeon, but whatever. <laughs> Keeps me cool, but... Uh, so the cats don't shred your blinds? No, they, they don't. They don't do no. that thing where they hang them? No, they're not like... They're not... I mean, they could probably try it, but they wouldn't damage it. It's a different kind of... It's a kind of blind that they couldn't damage, even if they tried. Oh, okay. Yeah. cat proof blinds yeah but uh 
this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you have not guessed already. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I forgot if I mentioned, but Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, StephanieSarkis.com. That's where you can find stuff. Um, but book, yeah, so I like her gave five stars. Yeah. Too. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We're not a substitute for mental health treatment. But you know what? We, we can still help. And uh, we oftentimes do. Like uh, Francis. We've just, heard anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've heard. I, Anecdotally, we've heard from a couple of people. Actually, I had a guy who stopped me, and he's like, or he just stopped me on the street, and he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of Nerds in Love, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Wait, what? Somebody <laughs> recognized you by your face? No, like, I, was ta- I, was, I was talking to someone. Like, I was walking and talking to somebody. But... How is this happening to you? Because that would never happen to me. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and the thing is, too, is, like, the person was really cool, and they were like, you know, I uh, listen to the podcast, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're really nice, so... Shout out to Kirk. His name. I mean, I may not be happening because you weren't keeping like pretty strict quarantine, but still, you. It's like every every month you get somebody that runs into you and sees you. Yeah, it happens a little often. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, sometimes I'll just be like out and about, and I think. Are you a celebrity there? I guess I don't know. Oh. Mr. I think I have like probably the minimum amount of fame it takes to be considered famous. <laughs> like I'm just yeah, above that okay, threshold. Yeah, but that's you can go to the grocery store and yeah. not be bothered. What? Well, it's go. kind of funny because now that you have to wear masks and everything, um, my Twitter Facebook pro or my Twitter profile picture is me wearing a mask, which I thought was kind oh, of clever. Weird. But n- then I was thinking, well, if I wear a mask, people will know who I am. But now I have people who go, <laughs> I know you from your Twitter profile picture and i'm like darn it you know there goes the anonymity anyways it's, it's such a burden being famous oh uh, yeah like i said i literally like just like i'm like the c-minus student of fame like i really just eked across the finish line just barely um <laughs> but uh yeah we're here to help you all out as best we can despite me being not, a... not talk about kurt's amazing fame Despite Although that's being, fun to talk about, but still. Despite me being a, a, a C minus uh, celebrity, celebrity, I did. I did an interview Jermaine Clements today, and uh, oh, you did? Yeah, that was a lot. Okay, of that fun. was really. I was like, sorry, everybody. I think that was really overly enthusiastic. It might have like blown through your stereo or whatever. You might have just. <laughs> you might just ruined at least fifteen earbuds right there. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. But it was funny because he goes. He goes, oh, I've heard of you guys. And I don't know if it was just a pleasantry or what, but I was like, I'll take it. Like, I'm pretty sure he was just saying it. Wait, 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 wait. Jermaine Clement said he's heard of you, of of our podcast? No, not like Three Anger Nerds, yeah. He was like, oh, Three Anger Nerds, I've heard of you guys. And I'm thinking, like, what did he hear about us? Because the person conducting the interview was like, hey, I should tell tell Jermaine about this podcast before I start. Well, we don't know, so I would like to believe that he's a fan. I just so want to we'll believe that, that he tunes in for our movie commentaries every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I think you need to especially review one of his movies or review Fly of the Concords. It was funny, though. He goes, Cause for three angry nerds, you're quite professional. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> That's the kind of sense of humor I think he'd have. That yeah. super cool. Well, you have that other person say it, too, right? Like the person that we have not named. Um, yeah. That, uh, that said, like, oh, I listened to it. Or like, they listened to our show, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think that Jermaine Clement's going to start listening to um, to our show, too. Yeah, I don't think he listens to the Nerds in Love. Maybe he does. He will now. He should. 
as everybody should be. Everyone in the world should be listening. And, and uh, you know, we're we're probably. I think you know what. I'm a, I'm a fortune teller this week. I'm. I think we're due for an abundance of new fans very soon. Uh, mom's, Ooh. mom's the word on that, but. Uh, we're Wait, what? what? Do you know something? Or yeah, I, I do know something. I Wait, know. what? That's what? why I'm, I'm a fortune teller. I just know these things. Okay. But so I'm not allowed to, to say on the air you. yet. But okay. One day I will be. Maybe. Okay, maybe but not. you can tell me afterwards, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, because don't don't torture your friend. Okay, I won't. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's answer some emails here. Like Francis who says, nerds, I've been single for four months and ready to get back into dating, but I find I get nervous on dates. I was thinking about having some drinks to calm my nerves. Does that help you, Francis? Uh, Francis, no, personally doesn't help me. Uh, also do, I'd be kind of worried about creating like a codependency on drinking just to socialize. Uh, I think also too, you create issues if you're drinking before you meet on the date because you're going to be sort of at a level of intoxication that your date's not going to be at. And it could just make things really awkward and just, if anything, it's going to probably hinder your chances. Uh, you know, there's nothing to say you can't go for drinks and, you know, stay at the same level of intoxication of your date. But I wouldn't go and just drink before the date because I, I've never seen that actually be beneficial. Uh and really, I mean, if you do have some anxieties or whatever, I think maybe just being upfront with a person and being like, hey, I'm just a little anxious, I'm a little nervous, goes a long way. What do you think, Steph? I think that's kind of endearing just to admit that and you know, just state the obvious. Yeah. That you're anxious. I mean, there's a reason why alcohol is called social lubricant and there's a reason why people with social anxiety tend to have a higher rate of alcoholism than other disorders. Because mm. you know, if you are in a social situation, yeah, drinking will lower your inhibitions so you don't pay as much attention, you don't self-monitor as much. But again, there's that slippery slope. And like Kurt said, you know, you want to be careful because you don't want to present as drunk to your date, especially on a first date. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would be really careful about that. And yeah. it's normal to be nervous on dates. Um, I, I would kind of reframe it sometimes. Like the body's physiological response to nervousness and excitement is pretty much the same. So mm -hmm. I would reframe it as you're probably excited to go out on a date. Yeah. Reframe it like that. And mm -hmm. I would say, you know, if you're drinking for the sole purpose of calming your nerves instead of just, you know, that you enjoy a drink, then I would kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah. I, I it's guess a slippery I, slope. I'm not saying don't ever have a drink on a date, but I think right, I that's what we're saying. Yeah. Like don't show up like already drunk. And I've had this happen once. Like, I was going on a date with a girl and I was I was supposed to meet her at a bar and I got there and she was already like four or five drinks in and I'm just like okay and it felt weird and it felt kind of awkward because I'm like I you know this person's kind of drunk and it was almost deterring me from drinking more mm. I think mm -hmm. if you just go in not drinking and you you know obviously if you're as long as you're legal age and all that like yeah have a drink or two or whatever and just have fun with that person but don't go in drunk because it just it never it, if anything it's going to uh create a not so ideal first impression what's going to which is ultimately going to just kind of make things worse for you in the long run right. so and it'll just be uncomfortable and awkward so. yeah we don't want that oh we don't want that for you uh do you want to be happy do you want to read ashley's okay. email sure ashley says due to COVID 19 i'm not dating for the foreseeable future but a neighbor in my condo is also single, and she proposed a FWB situation for now. For If you're not familiar with that, I'm sure probably most people are, but it's friends with benefits. 
Uh, we've both been COVID free and don't leave the house. So there's little risk. We just be going to one's apartment and then back. Do you think doing friends and benefits will work? Uh, why not, Ashley? Hey, you're both uh, quarantining and yeah. you guys are both interested. So why not? Um, I always say that make sure just that, that you have really clear expectations in the beginning. This is a friends with benefits deal. Uh, because it, sometimes what happens is, you know, one person gets a little more involved than the other person, and that happens. But, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a risk you take. Yeah. Uh, but I would say as long as you just state clearly in the beginning what your expectations are, you know, that, hey, once we have a vaccine, we're going to stop doing this or whatever whatever it is, um, that, sure, why not? Now, yeah. keep in mind, though, that if things go south and you wind up, like, you know, not getting into a relationship and then it doesn't work out or whatever, you have to see her because she's a neighbor. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't know. I would say friends with benefits has its perks and it also has its drawbacks as well. Uh, I don't think anything like this is ever really a bad thing per se, but I also think, you know, you have to have clearly set expectations on both sides and you also have to also uh, be very uh, honest with each other about what will happen if one of you gets feelings for the other. You know, are you willing to adapt and change your relationship? Because here's the thing. I think realistically, if you enjoy the person, there's nothing saying you can't adapt and change your relationship to meet your changing needs. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, relationships are dynamic. Yeah. yeah, but have that conversation and, you know, mm -hmm. just say, hey, you know what? I'm just kind of curious. Like, are you prepared if like one of us gets feelings for the other that we can turn this into a more traditional relationship? Stuff like that. So. I would have those yep. conversations early and determine, you know, if anything's really a deal breaker for either of you. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I think that's the thing with friends with benefits is a lot of the times things do change and then people it's don't know even. how to handle mm -hmm. it. So it's good to maybe set expectations early and then you know. Right. Right. And I was, and again, it's the wellness things that's awkward, but if you just start talking about it and you just say, hey, this is really awkward to talk about, but I figured this would be good to just get this out in the open. Yeah you you kind of can't go wrong because no. if she doesn't want to talk about it then you kind of gotta go hmm is this a person i really want a friends with benefits relationship with yeah. and if they're open to talking about it all the better yeah exactly so so you crazy kids go have a good time yeah and obviously practice safe sex and all that stuff right so and all that stuff get tested blah blah yeah exactly i mean but i don't mean to add the blah blah but you know what i mean blah 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 <laughs> blah blah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh all right uh next is uh sissy sissy says nerds my boyfriend and i have been steadily working throughout COVID 19. his work offered him a bonus of sorts two weeks uh, extra vacation on top of his usual two and or a bonus of five thousand dollars we're currently saving up for a place so the 5k would have been helpful uh, instead, he took the two weeks without asking me and is taking off the rest of August and a bit of September. I'm angry because I wasn't consulted, but my girlfriends tell me I'm overreacting. Before I confront him, I'd appreciate your input, Sissy. Uh, well, Sissy, I think I'm a little debated on this because part of me says that's his bonus. Uh, you know, that's extra on top of what he already makes. I assume that he's already contributing to you buying a house already. So his contributions are hypothetically still being accounted for. Uh, he, he was the one that received this bonus and he chose. 
Would it have maybe been nice if he had consulted you on it? Yeah, probably. Uh, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it is his, his bonus. And who knows, maybe he had a bit of pressure to decide on the spot. You know, maybe he didn't quite have the luxury of going home and asking mm -hmm. you what you thought before he could make a decision. Right. Uh, I'm guessing it was probably like a, hey, you know, let us know by the end of the day or something like that. Uh, but either way, it's his bonus. Uh, I think it would have been probably nice if he had come to you and communicated it more. But I also don't maybe sense malice. I maybe think he just probably thought, this is good. This is what I want. I'm just going to go with this. Mm -hmm. uh, I would right. say at this point, the choice has been made. Just let him enjoy his time off. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, maybe you can try to get some time off too so you guys can enjoy something together. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't get too fixated on it. I would say... You know, the choice has been made. Maybe it's not ideal, but at the end of the day, this is something extra, and I, it, it is going towards him. Uh, so I think he has every right to at least have a, a good amount of say in what was uh, decided upon. What do you think, mm -hmm. Steph? Well, I, this is something we run into quite a bit, especially when um, people just start living together or they start working towards a common goal. I think we had this, this type of question with um, uh, the wedding that I think that was last podcast yeah episode where the person used money for i think for his own benefit or his own stuff rather yeah. than for their wedding fund so or he took the money out of it mm. so i would say this is a little bit different because yeah this is like her said this is something that he earned um i don't know my guess was that maybe you he had to work on site somewhere during covid and so maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? I need two weeks vacation because working during COVID has been difficult for a lot of people, especially yeah. when they're putting their health at risk. So, um, yeah, again, you know, was he obligated to tell you? Maybe not. Would it have been nice? Like Kurt said, yeah, it would have been nice. But mm -hmm. I would say, you know, yeah, like I, I now that Kurt said that, you know, I haven't really worked for corporations. So um, but that makes sense that they would say, hey, we need to know like pronto. Yeah. So. But it also, you know, it's kind of like it is what it is. He made he made the choice, and so you can um, kind of accept that or not accept it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if confronting him, you know, the word confront kind of is a loaded word. So when you say, like, I'm going to confront somebody, it could just be you have a discussion. I mean, I would kind of rephrase it as maybe you can talk and just say, hey, you know, I, I have been thinking about this and, and you know, I, I think I would have, have wanted been asked like which option you wanted and, and you could say, I don't know why, that's just how I feel mm -hmm. and I just want to talk about that. And yeah. he may say, yeah, I probably should have said that or or he may say, that's not your bonus. So yeah. I think either way you get, you you hear more about who he is. Yeah. Right? And whether you want to pursue, you know, saving up for a place with him or not. Yeah. So I think, you know, don't confront him, but maybe just have a discussion because my guess is if you don't bring it up, it may fester and it's going to come out other ways. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, if you're angry, that's when you have people tell you that you're overreacting, it's important, I think, to own the feeling you have and, and look at like, do some introspection, figure out maybe why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes that's a little confusing because we don't always know why we feel certain ways. But just because your girlfriends tell you overreacting doesn't mean you don't have a right to feel your feelings. Yeah. It's what you do with them that counts. I think we've said that time and time again on the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would just sit down with them and go, hey, this is, again, you know, this is kind of an awkward conversation, but this is how I feel. And again, it, you don't even have to know why. You just say, I don't know, I just feel this way. And I don't know. That's just how things are for me right now. And then again, you know, how he reacts will tell you a lot about him as a person. So. Yeah. 
exactly. And that leads into our next email. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read Brian's email? Sure, sure. And and I'm going to um, let everybody know that there's a trigger warning for trans issues in this. So, um, mm. I've been with my girlfriend for almost three years. Love her to death. She's sweet, friendly, caring, and fun most of the time. We recently moved into a house. We lived on the top level, and the bottom level is occupied by a single girl. And this girl is a male-to-female transgender person. I've always respected members of the LGBTQ community. I thought my girlfriend did, too. One day, we were doing laundry, and it's in a shared room. We were pulling out clothes when the other tenant came in. She was friendly and my girlfriend refused to say hi. I thought it was rude, but then the other tenant asked if my girlfriend has an issue with her. My girlfriend rattles off a ton of anti-trans rhetoric. I had to pull her out because it got so heated. We went back to our suite and I told her she needed to apologize and she refused, stating that she believes in science and science says that she's a man. I ended up leaving and staying at a friend's place. I'm texting now because I want to know if there's any coming back from this or are we done? Brian, I, I think you know you're done. Because you guys have, mm. um, you know, she made transphobic comments and you are not about that. So I would say this is something that's very hard to reconcile when you have very different views um, and then she's she's transphobic. So, and that's a lot of hate to spew on someone, uh, especially you know, when you live with them. I mean, this is somebody that lives on the bottom floor and you're going to run into them a lot. So she kind of set you up in a really uncomfortable position, your girlfriend did, mm. because you know, she acted out in front of someone that you have to live in the same building with. Yeah. So, you know, there's the, there's a transphobia part. And then there's the part of her flying off the handle, not being able to control herself. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's happened other times too. And, you know, it sounds like you, obviously you don't agree with her views. And I would say that this is a no-go. There are some things that we have such fundamentally different views on. Um, and, you know, people, a lot of times are not cool with people that hate. So um, I would say that, yeah, it sounds like it's done. I mean, I don't know how you bridge that gap when you have such different ideas of, you know, what it means to, you know, have civil rights basically. So, and I wonder, you know, is your girlfriend angry about other stuff too? Because if you're willing to, you know, kind of spew your your anti-rhetoric to someone where does she draw the line and that would be my question mm. so and you know she says she believes in science and science says she's a man no science actually supports your view brian <laughs> so so you know i don't know what to tell you but i i think that you guys are fundamentally different this is something that it's not you can't bridge it mm. okay Okay, go. Uh, maybe a different take on this, but okay, I you know I think yes, the anti-trans stuff is problematic. I'm not arguing against that, but I think the issue here is more so that it was highlighted that this was an issue and she wasn't willing to apologize. I think that's the mm -hmm. bigger issue here. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, the anti-trans rhetoric. I mean, I'm not saying that that's okay because it's not, but what I am saying is like. There are points in a relationship where you may think you're right about something and somebody, your partner comes to you and says, no, you were not right. And you can choose whether you say, well, no, I was right. You know, you're all wrong. Or you just accept facts that you were wrong and you, you know, fess up to that and make amends. Uh, I think it's more problematic that she is unwilling to accept that 
you know, she's at fault here and make those amends. Again, the trans thing, it, this could be anything. This could be racism. This could be sexism. This could be ageism. This could be any number of things. But you have to be able to acknowledge when you're at fault and make amends to sort of rectify that. And if she's not able to do that now, she won't be doing that in the future. And, I, I you know, I think, you know, Steph kind of mentioned, that, yeah, the trans stuff, that's a very fundamental thing. I think the fundamental thing here is if she's unable to acknowledge that she's made a mistake and fix it, that's the bigger issue for me. And well, I, I thought that was part of the, the transphobia was that she's so entrenched in, in hate that yeah. she was not going to apologize because she doesn't think she's wrong. Yeah. Well, and, I'm guessing yeah, this I, is not I mean, the, that's only, the Yeah. I'm guessing that's, this is not the only issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking this is not the only thing that she's sort of stubborn like this with. And stubborn's probably a oversimplification of it. I'm sure it's more right. than that. But, you know, I'm sure there's more to it than this. Um, but to so. refuse to even say hi to somebody, that's, there's really no excuse for that. There's, there's not. And, you know, yeah, so you told her she didn't apologize and she refused. Okay, well, she just told you who she was, so listen to that. Yeah, and part of me also thinks, too, you know, if... And she doubled down on it. I mean, that's the other thing, is that she's, oh, but, you know, I'm not going to apologize, and I believe in science, science, which is a man. So she not only didn't apologize, she doubled down on her original behavior. Yeah. I mean... I also think, too, if you really, you know, didn't, if you knew that this was, you know, the end of the relationship, you would have just ended it. You wouldn't be emailing it. And part of me thinks you maybe want to just kind of keep the relationship going. So I'm going to say if you do want to save the relationship, what you should do is lay out plain matter-of-factly, you know, what she's done wrong and what she needs to do to fix it. And tell her, like, no, I won't accept you back until you rectify what you've done. And... Mm -hmm. You know, maybe try to get her some sort of, you know, get her into counseling, get her into something that will sort of get her to understand, you know, that viewpoint. Again, this is if you want to save the relationship. I'm not always one to always say end a relationship because I think that's the easiest option. And the easiest option isn't always the one that we should go with. Sometimes you have to have face a little bit of challenge. And if you want this relationship to work, then maybe that means she, that she has to go for some kind of tolerance training or something like that. You know, uh, but if you want this relationship to work, I think you should lay out exactly what it is she did wrong and what she needs to do to fix it. And I think that goes beyond just apologizing to the other tenant, but I think that also goes for tolerance training and learning to be accepting of others. Because clearly, for whatever reason, and I don't know what the reason why, she is not being tolerant of others. And that that could be for any number of reasons. It's hard to fully know why, but, you know that's something that may be going to counseling and maybe going to some sort of like training to kind of, I, I'm, I'm blanking on what the actual word would be, but I'm sure there's some sort of like, you know, group that people can go to, to, you know, learn about how to tolerate, you know, learn and accept others. So. So my, my prediction is that she's not going to go because she doesn't think that, you know, she thinks she's in the right. That's, oh, no. that's my prediction. So Brian be expect when you say, if you say, you know, I think you should go to counseling and here's some names of counselors. And she says, no, um, don't be surprised. So I mean, so when someone's yeah. this entrenched in their hate that they're willing to, and they, they just verbally attack someone, um, there are much deeper issues. And, mm -hmm. and also I wonder what the religious piece of is it too, because, you know, saying she believes in science, science and she's a man, there's a religious bent to that was my feeling and i wonder if that's also an issue between the two of you do you have fundamentally different belief structures because again that's something that's really hard to 
overcome. And I'm not beating up on religion because there are a lot of, of um, you know, like, uh, like religions that are LGBTQ friendly. And so, but if you belong to a religion that is okay with hate, um, again, I'm thinking there probably are other ideological differences the two of you have. But I, I think Kurt's point of, yeah, if you want to work this out, she has to apologize. I would say that's a definite that she yeah. has to apologize because you know, you also, Brian, you're known by the company you keep and do you want to be with someone that is now known in the building as someone that's transphobic mm. and verbally went after your, your neighbor. So I know it's it's uh I mean I I know which way I go Brian but you know it's not I'm not, and it's funny because you so for you were thinking like he was he was writing in because he might want to stay with her and he's not sure my feeling was the exact opposite that he already knows what he needs to do and he just wanted a little confirmation that it was the right thing to do yeah I mean I guess that's possible too yeah it could go either way and that's the other thing about emails like we say you know we get a snippet of what's going on yeah. And really, at the end of the day, it's up to you and what you're comfortable with. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, you know, taking this person back is not the wrong answer and letting them go is not the wrong answer either. It's really what works for you and what you're willing to uh, work with and tolerate because it will take some time and effort either way. I mean, even to sort of drop someone from your life, that still takes a lot of effort too. So, And keep in mind too that you're not responsible for someone else's growth. No. So, Brian, you're not responsible for her kind of seeing the light. She has to get there herself. And, again, if she does not interested in doing that, then she's not interested in doing it. You know, it's not, not your issue anymore. Um, we need to look at who people are and not what their potential is. Mm. All right, then. Well, I think that's it for Nerds in Love this week. You can always email in at mailbag at threeangrynerds.com. And... Uh, yeah, stephaniesarkis.com, Gaslighting's the book. Yeah. I, yeah. Think that, I think that's it. And your empire. Yep, bring your nerds. Yep. So when is the episode, the James Bond episode that we did post? Is it already posted? Or? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to get at okay. least a bunch of them in the bag, and then I'm going to start putting them out. Cool. Still, still a little ways away, but... Uh, but we have our Clueless episode, too. True. Clueless. That's a good one. Yeah. We should we should always do another commentary too. That would be fun. We should find one. We, we should, could. yeah, yeah. We should watch a psych movie, some kind of psych movie, and comment. Psych, that would be interesting. Psych, yeah, movie? coming to my area of being. Is oh, <laughs> we can watch a Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> movie, and you can comment on Jason Psych. Okay, um, that's will I be able to sleep later? There's no dogs uh, that die, so I think so. Okay, so we're so we might be good. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, until next okay. time, everyone. Bye, Bye for now. Everybody.